Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Right. I'm Egberto Wills, your host. Thank you so kind for being a part of the show. We are going to have a great show for you today. Absolutely so, folks. It's been an eventful day. It's been an eventful day once again. Once again, the Speaker of the House for the Republican Party has failed to materialize. And why is that? Because they just can't decide on which crook they want to actually drive them. Instead of going for sensible Republicans, Republicans that make sense, Republicans that care about people, Republicans that are true conservatives. And there are a lot of those out there. Unfortunately, they are not voting that way. Unfortunately, they are so scared of their shadow that they they, they are walking lockstep. And how do you say that? Lockstep and barrel with uh, with the thugs, with the with the anti-Americans, with the uh, insurrectionists, with the coup plotters. That's who they're walking with. I, it, it's almost like they believe they're under the spell of the mafia. And that's why they follow a thug like Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan, he lost the vote today, but he still got 199 votes. Hakeem Jeffries got 212 votes. But that's all he can ever get because that's all the dem- amount of Democrats you have. So he needs about five Republicans to say, let's go ahead and elect somebody sensible. Somebody sensible. But it's not going to happen. So now we go back to the drawing board to see if at some time, if someday, we are going to get a speaker. And all another, another thing, you know, um, uh, on the other Israeli Hamas Palestinian front, Brother Biden went out there to Israel. Not only has he stayed here in the United States and give it, given his undying support for Israel, the other thing that he's done is he flew all the way to, to Israel and offered his 100 support for uh, Israel. And look, he should offer 100 support for the Israeli citizens. He should do that. But the Netanyahu government, who has been very disrespectful not only to Obama, but also to Biden, in also his support for Trump, who now Trump, of course, is calling out Netanyahu. You know, Netanyahu used to love Trump. Netanyahu used to love Trump, and Trump used to love Netanyahu. Hell, he moved it, the, the, the capital from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, but now he doesn't like him. Because Netanyahu always does what's right for him, for his himself. And that is as soon as he knows that Biden was going to be in power, he was a Biden guy. Of course, Biden kept him at, a, as, at an arm length for a while. But now that this massacre, this terrorist attack, these murders have occurred in Israel, Biden used that to, again, get closer to Israel. In other words, get closer to Netanyahu. I personally think that is a big mistake because Netanyahu is not a person that is really the prime minister for the well-being of Israel. He's not. You know, he's not the best person suited to govern Israel. He uses the same technique that many Republicans use, and that is fear, 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 fear of those other people that are going to come and kill you. So you need a strong man. The same people, when Donald Trump made himself seem like a strong man, that's why a lot of people ran to him. He's going to, he's going to save our soul. He's going to defend us. He's going to make sure that nobody takes away our birthright. So said many Republicans. That's why they know and voted for an evil person like Trump, because they thought at least he was going to protect a certain few of them, even though we know that is BS. But that's what it's all about. But before I get started, I want to say welcome, Mike Cisak. Welcome, Bridge MCP. Welcome, Lee Grant. Welcome, Eric Hayes. Welcome, Alistair Waters is in the house. Welcome to, uh, we got also Bruce Pollard says, howdy, howdy, my brother, Bruce. Uh, AVQ, Michael Rudnan is in the house as well. Did I miss anybody? If I missed anybody, Lee Grant is in the house. E2247 is here with us as well. Uh, he's here with us as well. All right, folks. So let's get busy and get started. I am completely, when I say I'm completely disappointed in the way President uh, President Biden is handling this issue. 
I think he's getting much too close to Benjamin Netanyahu. And I don't and I think Benjamin Netanyahu is a warmonger. I think Benjamin Netanyahu is in, insane. I think Benjamin Netanyahu is evil. I think Benjamin Netanyahu does commit genocide. And I said it. I think Benjamin Netanyahu is a genocidal prime minister. And some of the people who work in the IDF, I think, are genocidal. Learn the history of Israel and Palestine. Learn the history of Israel and Palestine. And learn the history of what goes on in Gaza. Don't let, look, the murder of 30, uh, you know, we, we, to supersede everything, we're putting the murders, the, 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 the incorrect murders of, of Israelis, which they should never have done, done by evil folk. Shouldn't have done it. But we're looking at everything through those lives. Those 13,000, 1,300 people that were murdered by Hamas, they are human beings and should never have been murdered. But what about the genocide that has been, the genocide and apartheid that has been inflicted on Gaza and the West Bank by Netanyahu for year after year after year after year? How can you look at the destruction, the buildings falling on people, the cracked bones, the deformed faces, the, the, chil- the, the children that are murdered, the women that are murdered, the, the men that, that are under the rubble from bombs just coming over, including Americans, bombs just landed, including reporters, reporters and journalists. And we just, because it's Netanyahu, we just accept it. We just accept it. And that is because it becomes very dangerous to speak about this issue. It becomes so dangerous to speak about this issue. But as, as many of us are hurt by seeing the cruelty, and I'm saying the cruelty on anybody who affects cruelty on people, when you see the cruelty, when you see the suffering of people, how can you not respond? Or how can you give gradations of humanity to people? In other words, we, have, we make a big stink. Uh, the president flies over to Israel for those 1,300 people that died and let him know that we are in support of you and we won't let this happen to you again. We are going to support Netanyahu to do all these things to protect you. To which the Palestinians who are bombed all of the times, not before this terrorist event occurred, they've been bombed and bombed. You can say, yes, they shoot. You have the terrorists from Gaza, the terrorists from Lebanon, the terrorists from uh, the West Bank shooting missiles over into, uh, into, into Israel that the Iron Dome that we provide them, that we pay for, shoots them out of the air. And, you know, these are, these are like having rebellious children. And I'm not trying to minimize it. But, you know, you're locked up in two jails, Gaza and the West Bank, especially Gaza. You're in an open-air jail. You have no rights to go anywhere. So you live your life in that area. Very difficult to get out. Right? So it's like a kid rebelling, right? And I'm not trying to minimize when they do terrorist things. I'm not minimizing it. But that condition, who, who, when would we have a president that goes out there and shows the rest of the world that it is trying hard as hell not to be biased? Trying hard as hell to go ahead and say, you know what? Our Palestinian brothers and sisters are human beings too. Our Palestinian brothers and sisters love their life, love their kids, love their wives, love their family too. They bleed red too. They hurt too. They have feelings too. And that, and that try, you know, I mean, and, and trying to keep them enslaved and locked up is never a solution. Or in the process of hunting down 
terrorists, you kill a whole lot of people. And why can I empathize with that? And why should you empathize with that? My Panamanian story. America looking for one person, Manuel Antonio Noriega. And to, to bring Manuel Antonio Noriega into custody in the United States of America, another president of another country. Why don't you go get Putin, who is doing a lot of killing? Manuel Antonio Noriega didn't kill not one American. Why don't we go get Putin? Why don't we go get many of these other real leaders? We don't, right? But Panama, we go ahead and we want to go into Panama and take Manuel Antonio Noriega. And in the process, we kill 10,000 Panamanians and then we call it collateral damage. What makes that death different than Hamas? A dead person doesn't know how they were killed when it comes to war. Whether it was done by a terrorist or a country effecting terroristic acts. You know, we, what we do in society many times is we, define, we give labels to what people do based on who they are. Even if as what they do is bad. The pickpocket in America, in other words, he goes ahead and he picks your pocket and he runs away with your money. We call that theft. We call that theft. We have the stockbroker who plays with your money on the stock market and takes away orders of magnitude more money, steals more money from you. We have the Medicare Advantage sellers, the insurance companies that sell Medicare Advantage. And as, as your premiums are paid, they pocket the money. They pocket the money and keep it. Right? They are not they are not thugs, they are not thieves, they are not picking your pocket. It's how we label things, right? If you label things right, two people can do similar things, and this one is evil, and this one is just a capitalist. We have to start and let me tell you, people think about these things. I am not the only one saying these things. People think about these things. And that's how they know that society is not fair. That's how that they know we as the United States of America are not fair to the rest of the world. We, we have the chosen ones that we allow to do anything. And what that breeds is contempt. And what I'm saying, when we talk about uh, why they hate us, you know, I mean, there was a time that people would say, oh, they hate our freedom. No terrorists hate our freedom. No freedom fighter hate our freedom. It's what, it's what they do. It's what they do. So I want, I want all of you that are listening to my voice. All of you to start reprogramming our minds. Labels, labels, labels. We use labels so that whatever that label, whatever someone does under that label that categorizes what they do, allows you to define whether they're good or bad. Pickpocket. Bad. Uh, company selling Medicare Advantage that rips you off and that tries not to give you care. Mm, that's business. We have to we have to grow up, people. We got to grow up. Welcome aboard, Maywood. How are you doing today, my brother? Welcome aboard. Did I miss anybody else? Okay, let me start reading what you guys are saying. Uh, let's go. Let's go. I got excited. So my head starts to hurt. Lee Grant said, Berto, which Republican would you support for speaker? Uh, the, the guy that's running as, I mean, I don't particularly like him, but I mean, he seems pretty moderate. Uh, the guy that's really running the speakership right now. But if I were to think of a Republican right now, I could think of several people, um, 
uh, gosh, even the guy from Oklahoma that that actually nominated uh, that nominated uh, Jim Jim John Jim today. I could I could kind of support him. I don't like his policies, but I think he's a fairly fair guy. I couldn't support somebody like Scalise, right? Scalise is crazy. All right, let's see. Uh, what else we got here? What else we got here? What else we got here? Uh, con- continuing, we got Bridge MCP. She isn't in Congress anymore. She was voted out by a huge majority. Who are we talking about? Uh, Liz. Liz. Yeah, Liz. Liz was voted out. Okay, who, what else we got here? Uh, Crusades in the Iberian Peninsula. Got you. All right, let's keep going. Keep going. Mike says, I doubt any of the Republicans would vote for her. She was a warmonger traitor. No, she wasn't. She's a warmonger, but a traitor? No. Jim Jordan is a traitor. Lizzie teamed up with Democrats to root out the traitors. And for that, she earned my support. All right, what else has we got here? Let me see, let me see, let me see. Bridge says the clerk of the House agrees with the Office of the House Historians, which says the Speaker has always been, but not is, requ- but is not required to be a House member. True? Egberto Willis, Hamas has hinted at releasing hostages. I read that. Uh, let's see, Michael Ron says, being running errands all day, all sorts of overheated. Sweaty and tired. Oh, my brother. I thought New York should be cool by now. We woke up with a cool morning this morning here in Houston. Bruce Pollard says, I wonder how many weapons found their way to the Middle East from the Ukraine. Probably a bunch. I think a lot of it got sold on the, on the, on the um, black market. Michael Rodney as far as I'm concerned, the immediate concern of the hostage situation, 12 plus Americans plus 200 Israelis is what, what needs to be addressed foremost. Agreed? Lee Grant says, we have to look at intent. Hamas' intent was to terrorize Israel, thus their extreme barbarism and brutality. Israel's intent is to protect its people from such brutality. There is no equivalence there. That's, that is wishful thinking. I love you, Lee Grant, but that makes no sense. When you hear the Israeli defense minister call all Palestinians animals, when you hear them refer to them that way, when you hear them say, we are going to starve you, we are going to keep you thirsty, we are going to keep you without electricity until all hostages are released, we are going to let all Palestinians pay until you give us what we want. No, I'm sorry, Lee, I don't buy that. I don't buy the intent. And when you talk about the intent, listen to what Israel say. This is out of your own mouth. Uh, what is terrorism? Terrorism is to try to change something by force, uh, trying to change a politics by force. They say they are they are going to make an example out of Hamas to make sure this doesn't happen again. That's intent. Okay, that's intent. That is a change of behavior. I'm not saying that's not a good change of behavior. What I'm saying, please remember what I just said about labels. You give things certain labels and guess what happens then? You can make it good or bad. No. Israel kills a lot more people. Israel does. Netanyahu does. Than all these terrorists that are shooting missiles into, into Israel. I'm not, I'm not defending anything here. I am just saying, if you look, if you, if, you, if you calculate brutality based on how many people are killed and how they are killed, with bombs falling on them, with homes falling on them. Please, please, let's be fair here. All right, let's see. And that's why I said it's all in how things are reported. And that's why we have that we think the way we think. All right, continuing. Let's see what else we got here. I agree some, Lee, but it's overkill. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I don't agree. Let me tell you, uh, uh, Bridge. When I sit down and think of the formation of Israel, when I sit down and think of Palestine, we're talking countries, we're not talking religion, we're not talking race or anything here. So I don't want anybody talking about anti-Semitism or anti-Palestinian or anything like that. When you talk about the formation of the land, here's what, what, what he says. He said, 
look at intent. You must remember that when the British controlled Palestine and uh, the, the current Israelis did a lot of killing to establish the country, that was intent, right? And that is, that is a genesis of how it was formed, right? Also, when you have Palestinians in their homes and a soldier comes into your home and says, okay, I'm declaring this home a military installation or a military watch point or whatever, get out. You have the authority to do that in Israel. When you hear that somebody comes and say, I'll just take your house. Bye-bye. It's mine now. Is that terrorism or not? What is that? Please tell me, what is that? Let's be fair. Let's be fair. Okay. I'm going to take a little break here before I continue and play uh, let, uh, and play the incident with the bomb, the bombing. Here we go, and then we'll take it on the other side. We are finally getting true balanced journalism with respect to Israel and Palestine, specifically with uh, with the ambassador uh, Mark Regev. Uh, you know, recently a missile came and landed, killed over three hundred uh, Palestinians at a hospital, and uh, immediately the 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 Hamas and others said that the Israelis dropped a bomb. The Israelis said it was an errant missile from the from Hamas, or not from Hamas, but from another Muslim terrorist group, and. There we have the stalemate. Who is to be believed? Do we believe the Israeli defense force or do we believe the, the supposed terrorists ex exactly? Who do we believe? The truth of the matter is, like I've mentioned several times, if you look at, and I'm not doing both sidesisms, what occurred in Israel was horrendous. It was a terroristic attack. It was a murder. But also you take a look at the response and all previous things that occurred and you look at the destruction inside of uh, uh, Gaza and the destruction in Israel caused by the terrorists in Gaza. You know, uh, you have to ask yourself the question, how do you constantly make these people to be bad, evil and uh, and inhumane when it is? There are more of these kids dying. There are more of these kids being maimed, uh, being blown to pieces than on the other side. And this is not taking sides between Israel and Palestinians. This is just putting out an objective statement, an objective fact. But anyhow, uh, the, the American media is starting to be more balanced in its coverage. And I want you to take a look at this because even with the missile drop and the denials of, uh, of both the, the terrorists and of uh, Israel, we get a good measure of now our our media finally looking for what really happens as opposed to just taking at face value what somebody like the ambassador has to say here. Let's listen and then we'll take it on the other side. Ambassador Mark Regev, senior advisor to Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and a former Israeli ambassador to the UK. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Mr. Ambassador. Let me ask you again about this sure. explosion um, at the hospital in Gaza. It is so important to get this right. It's inflamed so much of the region. Tell me everything that Israel says it knows about that explosion and why Israel is adamant it was not. Why, why Benjamin Netanyahu, the IDF, says it was not them. So first of all, we, we don't target hospitals. And so that's policy. Now, there's always the possibility that it was mistaken fire. And we checked ourselves and we didn't find any examples of that. And then we looked at videos. We looked at a, a video from the Al Jazeera network, which, as you know, a pan-Arab television satellite channel. And they're not particularly friendly to Israel. And they had a video that showed the missiles going up and over the hospital and one falling. There was an Israeli video that corroborated the same thing taken on our side of the frontier. All this is public information. You can look at the videos yourself. And we also had an intelligence intercept of two Hamas operatives talking where they actually admit that they know that this was an uh, Islamic Jihad rocket. Now, this is not a surprise. Uh, in the past, uh, we've seen many 
of the rockets of Islamic Jihad malfunction. Uh, some people have put the statistics up in uh, close to 30%. And they malfunction, they fall short, and they land in Gaza and sometimes uh, with fatalities. There was a documented case in uh, the last round of fighting uh, in 2022. There was an Islamic Jihad rocket uh, uh, that landed on a, a refugee camp inside the Gaza Strip. Obviously, it was aimed at us. And at the time, of course, everyone said Israel, Israel, Israel. And at the time, we also proved conclusively uh, there was video images seeing the rocket take off the trajectory and the malfunction, it, it falling on the neighborhood. That was the case this time. You shouldn't be surprised that if Hamas, of course, I mean, to be frank, we've seen how brutal they are. We see they have no qualms about killing innocent people. And so I, I don't think you should be surprised that they have qualms about no qualms about being very, very liberal very, very uh, 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 untruthful, liberal, and un what are, uh, I'm trying to say, they were very uh, uh, loose with the facts. Dishonest, I think, is the word you were you were looking for as well. Let me Correct. ask you about respectfully about credibility here, and I know uh, our reporter Stephanie Goss just mentioned it. I'm sure you've heard it. Israel has walked back claims that it did not do something before, most notably, pretty recently, um, the killing of a Palestinian American journalist, Shirin Abu Akleh, last year. IDF said it wasn't them. It was Palestinian fire. It was the IDF. Uh, is so there we, a credibility problem here? When you say you didn't do something, maybe there's a lot of people in the Arab street who say, hey, listen, you've said that before and it wasn't true. So first of all, I'll ask you the first question. Right? You've got a democratic country which has checks and balances and you've got a terrorist group and you have to ask yourself who is more credible. I am glad. I am glad that she pressed him on the reporter who was shot really by the IDF. He claims it's inconclusive, but, uh, you know, immediately the IDF said he was shot by the Palestinian reporter, was shot by the Palestinian uh, terrorist. But in fact, most of it has led to be that it's more likely that a person from the Israeli Defense Force did it. Again, Look, we are not trying to defend terrorists. We're not trying to defend any of that. We're just saying, however, that every story has uh, many sides and then there is what has really occurred. And like I tell people all of the times, look at what's occurred in Gaza. Look at the conditions in Gaza. Look at what occurs on the other side of Gaza. And you tell me, uh, and, and again, this is a question for you. You have to ask yourself, what is inhumane on all sides? We spend a lot right, of time. Here, here's the deal. There is something that he said that really upset me, right? He's, I want you guys to see this. He, he went ahead and to try to give himself credibility, he used Al Jazeera, Al Jazeera reporting, right? And here is the deal. It says, he says Al Jazeera corroborates that the missile is from somewhere else. And I don't know if that's a fact. But I know that when I looked up on Al Jazeera, what I found is at that time, you know, I need to s make sure there isn't an update. But at the time, it says that Al Jazeera has Al Jazeera's digital investigative unit. Let me put that on the screen for you. Al Jazeera investigative. And let me highlight it so you can see it there. It says Al Jazeera's digital investigative unit has pinpointed the exact moment of the deadly attack through video analysis and here it says and 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 how did they define what occurred it said but an israeli air attack shattered their notion killing at least 500 people and wounding hundreds more in what is deeply uh a, being described as a massacre the hospital was engulfed in flames now quick uh the president quickly goes out these guys are closer al jazeera and all these guys are closer to the action and now they're going to, the president is going to go ahead and corroborate with Netanyahu that it was a, an errant Arab or, or uh, errant missile from uh, Palestine or from Gaza instead of sitting back and waiting for real, true analysis. Everybody else, uh, you know, uh, there's no bomb, according to all reports, that has the power of that explosion that Hamas is sending out or that any other terrorist group is sending out. So let's be fair here. Let's be fair and not jump to protect some a, a group that will probably likely never protect us. All right. 
Uh, continuing, Bruce says, we are the herd, not the herders. That's very true. That's very true. Uh, let's see what we got. Uh, E2247 says, Melanie K. Well, Egberto is truly expressing well my day right now. I am so happy to hear that, but that is what I think we ought to do. We have to be fair. Uh, Bridge says, labels are for jars. Bruce Pollard says, we need to take care of our herd. Educate and vote. You're so right, Bruce. You're so right. Eric Hayes says, uh, Bridge MCP, no one thought America would be attacked on 9-11. Yes, we did. I don't know who told you none of nobody thought that all the Bush administration was getting reports left and right that planes that that there were these guys practicing on planes to come and attack the United States. That wasn't news. What was news is that Bush ignored it. That is what the news was. We were getting that in the in the those reports, the daily reports that he gets every day. It was in those daily reports. All right, Egberto is sane, and I'm grateful for his strength and sanity. Well, thank you, sir. Uh, how about, uh, how, <clears throat> how is everyone on hump day? We're all doing fine, sir. We love hump day. We're all doing fine. All right. Uh, Bridge MCP says, Egberto, when Jim Jordan went to give Liz a hand. Uh, yeah, I know. Let's put it on the screen for you, beautiful lady of mine. Let's go ahead and put that there. That was funny. Because that is exactly what she said to Jim Jordan. Get away from me. You effing did this. Let's chain it to Jim Jordan on January 6, 2021. Thank you for actually posting that and putting it in, in, that, in, in that good looking thing. All right. Let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? Tom Cole. Tom Cole is a person I was talking about. And look, I share nothing in common with Tom Cole, but Tom Cole seems like a very sensible Republican to me. He's a conservative. He doesn't believe in the things I believe in, but I, I think he's an honest, for the most part, he's an honest broker playing politics. All right, Egberto, when Jim Jordan, oh, I put that one there already. Let's see what else we got. Uh, the one big, uh, if, do you have any idea how hard it would be to attack let alone sink a carrier group. It would be very hard, but possible, depending on who's doing it. The, the carrier is very hard to sink uh, without good, without the kind of missiles from a big country. All right, let's see what else we got here. What else have we got? Mike C-Sex says, Eric Case, Biden is proposing on spending $100 million in immediate funds to Hamas and Gaza. Israel is begging for another $110 billion in uh, military aid, and Iran is spending close to $6 billion on terrorists. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Let's let's continue. Uh, Bri says, uh, no, that's another one. After suspending a black student over his hair, a Texas high school removed and transferred him to an alternative school. That happened in my area. Whose corporate partners, including Amazon and Sonic at Ariana Cogill, reports on the devastating impact such punishment can have on youth. How is this young man supposed to feel about his school? What do these policies have to do with improving reading scores or math? Not a damn thing. It's just a racist thing. It's not a darn thing. You're absolutely right. All right. What else have we got here? Casualties of war. Yep. Let's see what else we got here. Uh, links to uh, to Paul to share. What is this about? Uh, let's see what that is. Uh, come on. Come on. Come on. Oh, the hair stuff. Thank you for uh, pointing that out. Uh, what else have we got here? Uh, what else have we got here? I'm scrolling down, guys. All right. I tell you what. Seems like Berto and the rest of the political left jumps to support terrorists before the fact comes out. They get quiet. It's just, oh, really? Really anti-Semitic. I knew somebody would call me that. But you know what's the difference? I don't care what the hell you want to call me. I know I love everybody. I know I love everybody. So you can call me whatever you want to call me, my dear brothers and sisters. I know what's in my heart. And I know I hold animosity to nobody other than leaders who corrupt people's minds and who are the ones who foment or who create the platform that have all these atrocities happening throughout the world. So I know who I am. So you can call me anything. That's why when people call me all kinds of words, people call me the N word and they're like, you're not going to get mad about that. Why? What does it mean to me? They call me all kinds of names. You think it, do you think it really bothers me? No, I don't care. I genuinely don't care. 
All right, let's get busy. We got some more stuff to show. Let's let's look at how Stephanie Rule uh, and and her panel thinks about what's going on here with the speakership. Matthew Dowd and David Jolly knocked it out of the top park. Of course, David Jolly is a former Republican congressman. So I like to kind of listen to what they think about some of their former colleagues, if you will. But anyhow, he gave an interesting assessment of uh, what it means if uh, somehow Jim Jordan became the new Speaker of the House. Well, after today's vote, it seems like it's not going to happen. We hope that remains the case. And then Matthew Dowd had an interesting way of putting it about uh, it not being shocking if for some reason Jim Jordan was to get through because he is, in fact, the insensiation of the Republican Party. I want to listen you to listen to how this this little conversation, because I think it really articulates some of the things that we've been saying about the party proper. Check this out. We'll take it on the other side. Maybe I'm speaking for those everyday Americans that like their elected officials to actually get something done. In Jim Jordan's 15 years in Congress, not a single one of his bills has been signed into law. Why would this man be chosen for the most important role in Congress? Well, you know, if you think about it, he's actually today's perfect representation of the GOP. He hasn't accomplished anything in office. He's been he's been credibly accused of covering up a sex scandal. And he's been in instrumental as part of an insurrection. So he's almost the perfect GOP candidate for this. This to me, putting Jim Jordan in charge of the speakership, it would be like a football team, an NFL team saying, we're going to have a starting quarterback who's never completed a pass and who doesn't believe in the rules of the game. That's who we're going to make our starting quarterback in this case. It makes no sense except in today's GOP. But in today's GOP, he seems to be the perfect character that fits with all those attributes. Well, let's talk about a woman who was the opposite of a perfect character for today's GOP, Liz Cheney. And I want to share what she said about Jordan's speaker bid. Jim Jordan knew more about what Donald Trump had planned for January 6th than any other member of the House of Representatives. And if the Republicans decide that Jim Jordan should be the Speaker of the House, there would no longer be any possible way to argue that a group of elected Republicans could be counted on to defend the Constitution. David, Jim Jordan is an election denier. He does not accept Joe Biden as our rightful, lawful president. We have to keep reminding our audience just how much this man was involved in January 6th. What's your reaction to that? Yeah, Stephanie, this is the very serious part of of Jim Jordan being on the cusp of winning. First of all, if Donald, if Jim Jordan were to become speaker, it represents Donald Trump's complete takeover of the House of Representatives. But I also believe this. It becomes a vehicle to steal the 2024 election. That is that is true. We know that based on Jim Jordan's behavior going into the 2020 election, based on January 6th, based on his his efforts to overturn it and his lack of cooperation with the J6 committee. If Jim Jordan becomes speaker, the House will be used to try to steal the 2024 election. I believe that. But. To defeat Jim Jordan, I think it will be at the hands of some real policy wonks in the Republican Party. As Matt said perfectly, he is the culmination of the last 20 years of Republicans, which have moved us from less government to no government to government is the enemy. And who will stop Jim Jordan tomorrow? I think it's actually the appropriators in the Congress, the Republican appropriators who believe they achieve conservative results by keeping the government open. Jim Jordan's a shutdown conservative. Appropriators want to govern. I think Jim Jordan is going to come up short on the House floor. He will not have the votes because governing conservatives will beat out the shutdown conservatives. Matthew, I want you to do some moderates math for us. What is a worse deal for moderate Republicans to hold their nose and work with Jim Jordan or cover their ears and work with Democrats? 
I mean, if you were just looking at this for a pure political calculation of those 18 members who are in Biden districts, if you just purely did a political calculation for them to win their own districts in that case, it would be much better for them to pair up with Democrats and sort themselves through this than pair up with Jim Jordan, who on almost every single issue is out of step with with moderate voters, which will have to elect those Republicans in those districts. So if they were just looking at it, crass politics, which I actually think, unfortunately, most Republicans have given up on, actually, they don't no longer listen to politics and they no longer care about what voters think. They just care about what one person thinks down in Mar-a-Lago. And that's what gets in, the, in this difficulty. I still hope I still lay out some hope that there's enough Republicans, even if it's a small number, that will do enough to figure out this and not reward Jim Jordan, who has no business. He has no business being in Congress, but most of all, he has no business leading a house that he has, has had shown no interest in leading in his 15, 16 years there. Now, is there any doubt? Is there any doubt whatsoever what we're talking about here? It's essential that folks realize that, yes, in fact, the Republican Party is now the party of Trump. The party of uh, the party of Trump and Jim Jordan is the stooge that would be the Trump enforcer to make sure all these Republicans stay in line to make the to to make the government completely and entirely non-functional. Amazing. That's what it's all about. We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead. Number one, subscribe to our channel. And number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire Internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join. Absolutely. Join, 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 join. Anyhow, anyhow, anyhow. Uh, I saw something from Paul Fleming that I wanted to read. It says, uh, Donald Trump may have restrained it. No, not that one. Uh, let's see. Bear with me a, a few, a few, a few. I need to find it. I need to find it. But while I find it, I want to put Bridges stuff on the screen because I think it's quite funny. Uh, here we go. <laughs> I'm not even going to say anything. I'm just going to, I am just going to let that slide. Let's see. Why isn't it showing up yet? Let's see. Oh, wait, I need to get it right. It's not in. All right, there we go. No, it's still not in. Egberto, what's wrong with you? Let's get that in. Now it's in. All right, there we go. All right. Okay, 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 okay. There's something that Paul Fleming says. The new FBI, here we go. The new FBI uh, annual report shows crime is down in the U.S. Murders are down and violent crime has fallen to pre-pandemic levels. Stop letting Fox News hacks, local news sensationalists, and social media opportunity opportunists spread fake information about the crime wave. I mean, it drives you crazy. But that's what they do. Remember what I said? The way they control you is they keep you scared. They keep you. I am so scared. I am so scared. If I'm so scared, I'll do all the things against my own interest. Anyway, we have one more video to show before we end the program. So here we go with that last video. For the second time, Pete Aguilar attempts to nominate uh, the one and only uh, Hakeem Jeffries to be the Speaker of the House. Uh, we all know that the Democrats don't have the majority, but that he will get the entire amount of Democratic votes, which will supersede the number of votes that uh, Jim Jordan gets as the Republican uh, nominee. And of course, we know that uh, there are several votes, uh, 17 votes or so that he needs. Well, it turns out after introducing the, the 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 person running for speaker, Jeffries, uh, the election was held again, and Jim Jordan didn't lose this time by twenty votes. He lost by twenty two votes. But it's important for you to hear exactly how he defines Jim Jordan and how he defines uh, Jeffries, because only one of them are actually qualified to be what again speaker 
of the House. Let's listen to it and then we'll take it on the other side. To place into nomination for the position of Speaker of the House of Representatives, the Honorable Hakeem Jeffries of New York. Here we are again, Mr. Speaker. And I promise to make these speeches shorter if we get closer to a compromise, but I'm not certain that that's going to happen at this moment. While the Republican candidate for Speaker is making late night backroom deals to secure the gavel, Leader Jeffries has once again extended the hand of bipartisanship for a path forward. One thing was very clear yesterday, the vote total, 220, 212 to 200. The People's House has spoken and Leader Jeffries has the support to be speaker that this country needs. Speaker. Two twelve to two hundred. No amount of election denying is gonna take away from those vote totals. We shouldn't, Mr. Speaker Pro Tem, we shouldn't be surprised at the vote count. I noted yesterday the legislative acumen of the gentleman from Ohio. Would it surprise anyone that in addition to not passing a single piece of legislation, he's never put a piece of legislation that has made it to a committee? The Speaker of the House must be a legislator. And the gentleman from Ohio falls short in that regard. He supports an extreme agenda and is hell-bent on banning abortion nationwide. Gutting Medicare, gutting Social Security, and giving cover to January 6th attackers. Those aren't the values that we share. If we don't see a speaker elected in this round, there's going to be another candidate and another internal Republican conference vote and a secret ballot, and the country can't afford more delays and more chaos. 15 days should be enough. House Democrats are united on this path forward. We're united behind Hakeem Jeffries, united to put people over politics, and united to lower costs, create better paying jobs, build safer communities, and defend democracy. And once again, we're coming together to achieve this common goal, and that is to make Hakeem Jeffries Speaker of the House of Representatives. Almost, almost, Mr. Speaker Pro Tem. Hakeem Jeffries has done what we haven't seen from the other side of the aisle, and that is to keep a caucus united. When extreme MAGA Republicans vowed to send our country into a devastating default, it was Leader Jeffries who led House Democrats to reject the extremism and keep the government open. <laughs> Mr. Speaker Pro Tem, we have the vote totals to back that up. It has been Leader Jeffries and House Democrats who have shown a willingness and a conviction to keep our promise to deliver for American families. And it will be Hakeem Jeffries who will move our body and our country forward on a bipartisan path. Who on the other side of the aisle, Mr. Speaker Pro Tem, will take yes for an answer and work with us to achieve three common goals? And my colleague and good friend, the gentleman from Oklahoma, mentioned one of them. Supporting assistance to Israel, but what he left out was assistance to Ukraine and our national security objectives. Second, above all else, we must commit to keep this government open and functioning. And finally, Mr. Speaker Pro Tem, we need to put this body on a bipartisan path to achieve real results for the American public. That is what we were sent to do. That is what we need to do. That is why Hakeem Jeffries is the leader we need at this time to lead this chamber. I'd like to nominate Hakeem Jeffries as Speaker of the House. I yield back. Now, let's be clear here, folks. There's there there seems to be no options there, there are Republicans that simply will not vote for Jim Jordan. The, the, the what do we call him? The coup attempt, the person who attempted a coup on the United States the insurrectionist, the, the American traitor wants to become at the pinnacle of the house. Be real, folks. If it, it's sad that he got this time one hundred and ninety nine. Republican votes yesterday got 200 Republican votes, but it's shameful that these guys are willing to elect a traitor 
an insurrectionist, the leader of the coup on the United attempted coup on the United States to be the speaker of the House. Well, it seems like we do have a select few Republicans that are willing to do the right thing and make sure that we don't get a, a criminal like this elected as the Speaker of the House. It's bad enough we elected a criminal for the President of the United States a few years ago. It's bad enough. Let's get this right. Let's get this right, folks. Let's get this right. Anyway, folks, we only have about three or four more minutes left, so why don't I entertain a call? I'd love to hear from one of you. Give me a call, 713-283-7747. Give me a call, 281-823-7747. That's the show, folks. I've played all my videos. I've said most of what I wanted to say. I see you guys have a great conversation going on in the chat. I would love to hear somebody's voice right now. ¿Quién me va a llamar? Who's going to call me? It's... 281-823-7747. Let's make sure. Uh, well, you know, uh, I, I there's so much to read. I don't want to select uh, any, any particular one and folks are seeing it. So somebody, come on, give me a call right now. I read yours out already, uh, uh, Brother Radnin. Come on, <clears throat> I'm waiting for a call. Let me get a call, my brothers and my sisters. Let's see who can actually... Say a word. Who has a word for our PDR posse? Somebody call in and give a word to our PDR posse. Let's start doing that at the end of the program. What do you think? Give a word to the PDR posse. Somebody call in. Give a word to the PDR posse. Want to hear your lovely voices? Come on. Give me a call. 281-823-7747. I'm waiting. 281 281 uh, 823-7747. I am waiting. Who is it going to be? Bridge, they have lots to say behind the keyboard, but won't call, according to Bridge. Sanctions on Hamas. Whoa, that will hurt. You can't sanction a, a, a group like that. All right. We're going to be closing this baby down uh, by the count of zero. Let's see. Uh, replying to Bridge, missed two replies. Let's see. I believe that 20 years should be the maximum punishment for any single crime. Your approach of lock them up and throw the key away is horrible. Norway's justice system is better than ours, and they have a much better uh, uh, crime rate, and your recidivism is much lower than ours as well. All right, nobody calls, so I'm going to shut this baby down. Uh, seven, one last chance. 281-823-7747. Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Anyway, thank you guys. My name is Egberto Willis. I want to thank you all for a great program. You just reading your stuff, being a part of it really makes it. Seven one three five. Next time, two eight one eight two three seven seven four seven. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.